when wearing a corset or hooped skirt, it was instead recommended to hold your arms out from your body, elbows bent, helping to create an open space on either side of your torso, thus drawing attention to your fashionably tiny waist. Arms were allowed to be crossed in the Regency era, but only beneath the level of our short stays, so as not to spoil the line of our classically inspired gowns and long willowy figures. This was to be the first time we women were not considered indecent in displaying our bare arms in public, even if it was usually only in the evenings. What has remained unchanged is the fact that men and women, whoever they were and whenever they lived, have always communicated by the clothes they wear. Chapter 1 Short Skirts, Long Beards we live not according to reason, but according to fashion. Seneca, Roman philosopher, mid-first century AD. In matters of supremacy and conflict, it is, as the saying goes, the one who wears the trousers who usually has the upper hand. For centuries, wearing braids or breeches has been a masculine prerogative, affording the wearer vital ease of movement both in battle and physical work, something denied to women until emancipation in the early 20th century. However, once in our history, the opposite was true. When the Romans invaded our shores in the first century AD, it was not only their weapons that won them this island. As every victory in history has relied as much on psychology as strategy, there is no better illustration of mind over matter than the Roman belief in himself. Thus, his armour atop his customary short tunic gave him, in his mind, that vital edge. The Roman way of life was totally alien to those living in the far-flung outposts of the empire, and the culture of the trouser-wearing Britons spoke to the invader in volumes. Trousers were the dress of heathens, as skirted and clean-cut, the Roman thought himself superior, a natural overlord whose rightful duty was to take our island from those they saw as subordinate. In reality, that idea that men in skirts could actually have the decisive advantage is as unlikely today as it was then. But the Roman ethos of cleanliness in both body and dress elevated them in their own minds above the unclean, long-haired, bearded and trouser-wearing islanders. Once convinced, the Romans were nothing if not confident, and as such pulled off one of the only two invasions of Britain. This scenario is a perfect example of how clothes maketh man, how they define him, and how what you wear is as important as what you wield. Self-belief certainly elevated the Roman soldier, in his own mind at least, above his equally formidable foe. Diodorus Siculus, a Greek historian writing about the Celts of Gaul and Britain in the first century, described the Roman opponent as tall and terrifying, with rippling muscles under clear white skin. The hair is blonde, but not naturally so, so they bleach it to this day artificially, washing it in lime and combing it back from their foreheads. They look like wood demons, their hair thick and shaggy like a horse's mane. Their costume he described as astonishing, adding that they wore brightly coloured and embroidered shirts with heavy trousers called brachi and cloaks fastened at the shoulder with a brooch. This latter garment, heavy in winter, but light in summer. 
striped or checkered in design, such cloaks had separate checks close together and in various colours, proving perhaps the Dark Ages were perhaps not so dark after all. Such were the British enemies of Rome dressed, with trousers available even to women. This was another reason the Romans shunned what they saw as female garb. In doing so, it prevented them from wearing what they considered made them look more the heathen than the elect. Not about to surrender his native Mediterranean clothing, even in the face of the freezing mists of Albion or snows of a Hibernian winter, the common soldier did have tried and trusted cold-weather clothing in the form of cloaks, socks, leg wrappings or bindings called putties, which wrapped from the ankle up to the calf, extra tunics and scarves, which went some way to making life in this furthest outpost of the Roman Empire at least bearable. If not, supplies could be requested from Rome.